This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Um, in Parshish Tzav, we're going to see the first piece is Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar. And he speaks about the Pasuk that it says, the Kayan shall put on Midobad, Umechasebad, puts on the Big Day Kahuna, the Heir Masadeshin, and then he takes out the Deshin, um, the ashes from the Mizbeach. Now, the, the, uh, the way the Pasuk is phrased, it's, it starts with him putting on his Begodim, which is technically obviously the case. It's, it's at night, and he's waking up, and he's putting on Begodim, but the Pasuk seems to make that a very big deal. Um, we could have had it at the end, we could have some sort of limud that you need begodim big day kahuna. But um, the Pasuk seems to make it a very central point, and that's sort of what Rabbi Rebbe is going to explain. The word madov meaning begodim. Uh, by the way, in modern Hebrew, madim is uniform. He has to put on all big day kahuna, and v'zosha tirgim unkelis davushin. Unkelis explained it means the begadim. Now, what's the point of it? What's the pasuk teaching me? V'lomadu mizeh ki gam b'mitzvah trumas hadeshin sheavoda kala tziva kadosh baruch hu sheishadavah kol lefanov sheyilvash big day kahuna b'miras hadeshin. Big day kahuna are the pasuk describes them as lechavod al shefaris. They're the pride of the Kayan. They are, um, it, it, it sort of is what makes the Kohen um, regal. It's, it, it's presenting himself in his quote-unquote uh, Sunday best. The, um, the, the, the Pasek tells me, when you go to take out the ash um, from the Optimus Berg, which is really a very, very um, low type of job, Akash um, says you have to wear your best, and which is a sign of how honored you are, how proud you are, and so on. Um, it's an important point for anyone that that is being is is, is being osik Hashem, either. He is coming close to Hakadosh Baruch in a general way, or he's doing one of the mitzvahs. She is Hashem. He should be proud of it and should present himself with pride. She um, You shall you shall sublimate your own kavod, Hakadosh Baruch's kavod, even something very menial and and this sort of very simple task. Now let's talk a little bit about this. The um, imagine every person has a certain sense of dignity, um, which is um, which has sort of a um, let's call it a, a floor, a ceiling, and a floor, and um, beneath which is beneath the dignity. So let's say you 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 um, walk into a you walk into a, a corporation. This the, the CEO walks in, and um, and he turns to one of the, he turns to the president or the, 
the executive vice president, and he taps on the says, could you give me a cup of coffee, maybe? Now, the person would normally be insulted and would say, excuse me, uh, you know, there, there are gophers for that, there are interns for that, and, um, the, you know, in a, I guess more politically correct, they would say there is the, um, th there is the food service personnel in charge of that. But it would be an affront to his dignity because basically it was sort of semi-equal. And I've got a certain bottom and I don't go underneath that. And therefore I wouldn't, uh, you know, for me to serve coffee would be very degrading. Let's say somebody that is universally recognized, let's say the president asks you, could you get me a cup of coffee? You would run and you would feel very honored because being that his cover is so much um, more harsher than your kavod, um, doing something for him is an honor for you. If you don't feel that way, it would be an insult. So, so a lot of times the sense of dignity is a it's, a, it's, it's sort of a ratio between the kavod of that person and the kavod of yourself. And therefore, um, sometimes you have to do something manual, but you wouldn't be proud of it. Let's say you're in a hospital and you're visiting somebody who's not well and the person throws up whatever it is, no nurse around, you'll wash off the person, but you're going to feel degraded. You just had to do it because it's a chesed. But you're not going to feel proud of it. And, um, and therefore, the, um, the Torah says, a person's kavod is, um, is very important. But when it comes to doing a vodas Hashem, um, it, it's, it's not only right that you lower yourself totally, that your cover doesn't exist in the presence of Hashem, but you should be proud of it. So cleaning the ashes off the, um, the, miz, the, the Mizbeach, it, cleaning out chimneys is the lowest job. That's chimneys. And a chimney sweep is, 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 is the bottom of the rung. Cleaning out a Kodesh Baruch who's Mizbeach is the top rung. I, I should put on my Shabbos clothes for the schus of, the, of cleaning out the Mizbeach. L'chein David al-Asolom Oma Uro Kvodi Uro Nev L'china Ir Shacha Uro Kvodi Ein Kvodcha Choshev Klumet Kvod Koni and then he brings the Pasuk from Shmuel, the Pasha and Shmuel. It says in Shmuel, when they brought back the Sefer Torah, um, everybody was dancing, it was joyful. And David HaMelech was dancing. It says, Mecharke Bechol Ozef Hashem. He was dancing away um, with all his strength, Lefnei Hashem. Now we have to understand something. It's something, I guess, as Americans, we're not sensitive. The act of dancing wildly, crazy, Meshuggah is a lightness. It, in other words, it's sort of a court jester type of thing. When a person dances in front of a chasen kala, what you're saying in a certain sense is, I'm the court jester to you. It, it's, it's the position of chasen and kala as melech and malka, and, and you're kind of dancing in front of them. So what you're doing is you're making yourself light um, in front of them, and that is a certain kavod. Now, Dover Melech was dancing like, uh, you know, with, complete, with completely carefree, um, you know, no sense of self. His wife, who was a princess, um, a, a Jewish princess, she was Michal Shaul's daughter, and was very, very annoyed. I mean, she was used to a, a home of uh, royalty, and she knew what dignity was, and Malchus was, 
And when he came in, she remarked very dryly, um, it must be a very important day, David, that you were dancing like one of the servants. You were like the Batchen. I said, it must be a very special day. And David turned around and told her that I, I was a shepherd stuck someplace behind the fence, kind of, and Kodesh took me out from there and gave me everything I have, and I'm going to pull rank on him. When the said, I will, I will, um, even if I were to make myself more lighter, he brings the pasuk, I still would not feel that, you know, I would feel still humbler. In other words, dignity is important because every person has chashivas, but dignity, like, like, what is one, where's one come to the other? Um, so, so the Rebbechai is saying that in the one sense a person, as important as a person's own covet is, but when a person needs to lose his covet for a Kaddish Baruch Hu's sake, that's a test of the person. Is the covet, did the covet go to his head? Does he understand where it comes from or not? I want to tell a story. Um, it's a family story, actually. Um, my father's grandfather's maternal grandfather was a very big tzaddik. His name was Herzog Kunis, and um, he was a um, very, very big tzaddik very interesting person, and uh, I obviously didn't know, I didn't know my grandparents either, and um, he was once, he was considered to be a very respected person, I think he had respectful businesses, he was a very big tzaddik, and very popular person, he was traveling in a town somewhere, and a woman came crying to him that she, um, she's a widow, she has seven or eight daughters to marry off, she's poor as a church mouth, the kids for whatever reasons, I'm not the easiest to marry off, and what she's doing with herself, and the life's worth it, what she can't do anything. So my great-grandfather told her, pick the one that's hardest to marry off, and I'm taking her as a caller for my son. Um, so she was very happy. He came back home, told his son, <laughs> and um, his son had a fit to put him on but he was very, very big takif, and he said, um, you know, I don't have a problem if you get divorced, but you're going to get married to her. You may get divorced, but I gave my word, and that's going to be. I'm not commenting on that situation. That part of but that that chilek is is, um, is is fascinating. But I, I'm not going to comment on that. At any rate, they did get married. They actually lived very happily. Um, they moved to London for business. They did very well. They became wealthy. We're actually. Being, <laughs> we're actually trying, still trying to look for them. I think my brother has tracked down some remnants of the family, but they lived in London and they were very happy, very well to do, and uh, so they would occasionally come to visit in Lithuania, and she would refuse to come to Slavaka to visit my great grandfather because uh, Slavaka is a little muddy town, and she'll get her dainty feet muddied up, and if you want, you can come to the big hotel in Covenant and see her. But she 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 just can't stand the um, the the the, uh, the 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 living standard in Slavotka, and therefore she didn't come visit him. And you ask yourself, I mean, this this uh, queen of England that is coming, why did, did she, didn't she ask herself, 
I mean, she came from a place that was filthier, and dirtier, and and more primitive than Slavovka, and had this man not taken her out of it, she'd still be there. And never occurred to her, or maybe it did occur to her, you know, and maybe there were other reasons, maybe she was embarrassed or whatever it is to remember the past, but a person sometimes doesn't understand where he came from. And the test lies, you know, like, whose dignity is, comes first. And, and, uh, and he says in Avodah Hashem, nothing should be too menial or degrading for a person to do. Um, the, uh, I, I want to go off on one more point on this. People talk about Rebaran Kotler, that he was a great man who established her in America, which is obviously um, irrefutable. And there's wonderful stories about him. But there are many stories that are not told. And the stories is that his experience in America from when he came to when he died was 90% humiliation. The amount of doors that were slammed in his face, the amount of times he spent in waiting rooms of wealthy people who never let him in the cloud, had him sit there for two hours and then said, too busy to see you. Um, the amount of people that told him to his face, we don't want you or anybody like you in America. Um, they called it cutlerism. He was too from, they didn't want people sitting and learning. He was a very undiplomatic person. He told the truth with a bluntness and a ferocity that was, <laughs> that was pretty difficult. And he spent, and, and it's, it's because he cared for nothing but uh, establishing Torah. I mean, what do you mean my dignity? Uh, the, the great Ryan Cutler was going to be humiliated. The great Ryan Cutler is there until it's time to establish Torah. When it's time to establish Torah, um, I, I, there's no dignity of Ryan Cutler. When the Kaloisa says, I have one obligation, and that's to establish Torah. It's 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 the height of dignity to be insulted on behalf of Rebbein um, Shalom. One more anecdote, and that'll uh, we'll take care of the anecdotes. Um, I was privy to a meeting of uh, Adam Gadol with somebody else. The Adam Gadol was establishing a yeshiva in a certain place. He, you know, it was going to be um, a place, you know, it was going to be a hush of a job. And um, somebody mentioned a certain candidate who seemed to be capable for many reasons. And the uh, Adam Gadol mixed it. And when he persisted and said, he's got this mile, this mile, this mile, he said, yes, agreed. But he doesn't have the mile of achna, and he didn't mean to himself. Well, he meant he's not. A, he's a person that his his own dignity will never be sacrificed on the altar of Abba's Torah. So if something is beneath his dignity, it's not going to be done. He said, "You can't build Torah that way. You have to be able to roll up your sleeves, to 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 go through mud, and it, with one goal in mind, and that is to establish Torah." Okay. Then he says, "Ibn Rechaya says." Logic, it's a tautology that you can't be a servant unless you have a master. And you can't be a master unless you have a servant. These two names cannot exist one without the other. They, they, they are the exact mirror images and one has to be with the other. You can't have a right hand unless you have a left hand, you know, and it's in potential. The kibush adam eved la'kadosh baruch hu, then it's chayev la'avod also. If a person is an eved, he efsa shetia vodeshlema achikabla eved olav kamidas ha'avdus. 
It cannot be called Avoda unless he sees himself as an Evet. And the main point of an Evet, it means between the Evet Riodon, the Evet is dignityless. He is completely without a sense of self and is completely bottled to the Master. It can't walk around kind of uh, with a certain sense of self, of arrogance. That's, that's a, that is a bizarre to the cover of Adonov. And then it brings Psukim, Otisar of Melech, and so on. The coin that was work, that worked in the base of Amigdash, they were told every day to clean out the Deshin. It, it, it's, it's, the, it's the lowest job. The, per, the person has to start off that but a Kohen is grand, he's Kashev, he's, he's, everybody brings their card and they come trembling and the, and the Kohen is, is representing the, the first thing he has to start is, yes, if you can take out the garbage in the morning, then you're and the so he says, Hillel, when he dances, now the dancing, and again, it's something that we're less than sensitive because Americans don't have a sense of dignity and so on, but dancing the way a child dances um, is, uh, I, I still remember my father, who was Slovenian, did have a sense of dignity, would remark sometimes when he'd see a grown-up running, he'd say, a left via kind, he, he runs like a child. So the greater Ramliel and Dorchacham would be dancing away with, with, with juggling stuff was very, and Hillel was Merakid. When Hillel was Merakid, he could say Manikana Kolkan. And also Ramliel, there would be no about some Kalos Rezik It's a certain enhancement of Kot if their own dignity has been, has been lowered. And he brings one more proof to this. Shevet Levi was the Chashvster. Um, the Pasuk gave their job would be to follow the wagons. They were the kid that follows. If you ever see the pictures of, of, of wagons and stuff, there's always a kid behind walking uh, and you sort of make sure nothing falls off. It's a very, very low job. And so on and so forth. Nimtza. You learn from this that a person should be um, should be made his own covet for Rochemites. In the last paragraph, um, it says that the Sacher was the um, was a coin goddle, and it said would be Mechal The Gemara says the following story over there, that he was a Kohen Gadol, he was pedant and uh, very, very noble and aristocratic, and it was ye to, to, to put his hands into the blood and, to the, and, to the, and, and into the Chalavim, um, and you know, it's, it's uh, somebody who's of a good breeding and uh, dignified bearing doesn't do these things. So, what did he do? He put on silk gloves so that he would not be contaminated with the gook and the junk. And so they got a terrible Einish. But it says the Azura would, would um, the Azura would proclaim, the Azura would 
shout out. Go out. He is he is being mechabed himself, and by the same dint so when a person when a person has a sense of his own covered himself in 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 the sense of in 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 um, when it comes to Kochamayim, that is something that is um uh, you know it's everyone in his own in his own thing sometimes you 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 have to do something by goyim where you feel kind of uh, it's less than dignified that you're doing x or y or z um, and uh, it, it, self, self-esteem and honor are positive things, but a person always needs to say to himself, as opposed to what? If it's in the service of Kvotshamayim humiliation, or whether it's, it's raising money for something that's important, and people are interested, or whatever it is, um, or doing a job that might be considered quote-unquote manual, Teaching someone to all of those things, each and every person has known his with it. Understand that the avodas Hashem starts in the morning. With the, the first thing is to make it very clear that you're an evid, that club of Hashem, you have no self. Then a person can, and a person will be the kuna, a person will be proud of it. Then a person can be a kohen over Hashem. Next one is a sefer chinuch, and it says eish tamid tukal mizbeach lisichbe. And it's and he speaks about the mitzvah to, that there's a chiv to make sure there's fire there, even though um, there is uh, uh, anyway fire coming from a shemayim. Lehava eish amizbeach bechol yom tomit shenema eish tomit tukar amizbeach. Oba pirush al tomit. The word tomit means kolimah lahasim by eitzim avaykman by. You always have to pile on wood. Oba beer amrozal. Chazal explained, even though the fire comes in a shemayim, there's a mitzvah What's the reason? What's the what's the mitzvah? Mishrosha mitzvah We have a mesorus that any big nisim Baruch does. For people, he will do them in a hidden way. And they look as if they are natural or very close to being natural. Even in Yamsov, had a wind blowing. That this hidden thing is lamailus haadom v'shifus amekabel. It is for the it is something that describes the ma'ilah of Hakadosh Baruch Hu and the shifus amekabel. Let's explain this point over here. Um, he, he he says he gives sort of a reason. He, he sort of hides a reason. He says it is ma'ilus haadom and shifus amekabel. Um, Let's to first the Shiv Samakal is the easy one to understand. Um Akarish Baruch's Nohik with us in a way that's commensurate to our Matthias. It says Hashem Tzilcha. Akarish Baruch Hu is 
Akarish Baruch Hu acts towards us as we act towards him. If we're on a madrega of pure alteva, then Akarish Baruch Hu acts completely alteva. We're not like that. We are very aware of teva, the mahalchi teva. So that's Akarish Baruch Hu acts towards us. So Akarish Baruch Hu's yachas to us uh, is uh, is that we don't deserve. That we're not shayach to a world that is completely above teva. And therefore, Akarish Baruch Hu needs to act through teva. But he adds another piece of the chinuch. He says lemailas ha'adin, and let's let's talk about this point as well. The, the um, Akarish of the reasons given for Akarish Baruch Hu to create a world, and creating in a sense means everything we know about the world. One of the reasons given. Um, Baruch Kabbalah actually is that it is the greatest um, it's the greatest gilu of HaKadosh Baruch Hu when he's Megala ain't safe through safe in other words um, if a person is a dictator let's say and there's no opposition and you know and, and everybody there's you have a, a huge phalanx of secret police and they and and a very very tough police and you um, you force everybody to do as you want so that's one level of control and 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 uh, domination let's say somebody is an extraordinarily shrewd politician and he allows for the mechanism of democracy to exist but he still gets his way um, all the way through that's a, that's a, that's an incredibly more difficult and more brilliant, certainly, um, display of, of, of a person's koach. It's one thing when you quash democracy and you kind of uh, dominate everything, so that's, that's strength. But if I allow the democracy game to go on and I'm able to navigate things my way, that's a much more incredible display of control. Uh, if I can control something that has, uh, quote-unquote, free will, I'm a much stronger um, person than if I can only control things that have no free will. HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Gilui of Ein Sof, when it comes through a world of Sof, is much, much greater um, than, 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 than when it's just Ein Sof. The, um, the, the, you know, sometimes in a number system, in math, you have infinite, you have, you have formulas that go on infinitely and don't have any point of resolve, but the formula keeps going, whether it's pi or similar. Um, and, and you're always kind of struck, I guess, in a philosophical sense. Like, theoretically, the number system should be finite, because there's only a finite amount of things, and yet there's, there's, there's a formula here that's infinite, that doesn't find any end within the system. It's kind of strange mixture. Akadosh Baruch Hu is Megala, the world of above Teva and and within Teva. So um, if if Akadosh Baruch Hu would just be giving man to tzaddikim and not to Rishayim, that would be one gili, and um, you know it's a certain gili of strength. But if Akadosh Baruch Hu seemingly the world operates on sound, self-contained economic principles, 
And yet, Hakadosh Baruch Hu warns that the toiv, that somehow um, toiv should be economically viable and grow and, and flower and blossom. It's a much. Somebody looks around Minat Yisrael and say, "Hmm, it's strange that a poor country with limited resources, tens of thousands of people that are sitting and learning, and somehow there's money coming. Yes, the money comes from America. Yes, somehow." Um, people with uh, limited amount of education made tremendous amount of money and they're giving it for these causes and people who may not be ideologically affiliated with these causes still feel it's worth supporting and under other things but at the end of the day something is growing and flowering in a way that's kind of not so explainable so the music of Teva and Al-Teva is the godless, the mindless Ha'adon and that's why Kaddish Baruch Hu wanted it so it's a lesson in both ways really the um, that the appropriate hanhaga for all of us is within the framework of Teva, except for the extraordinary person who is not a shivas on a kavu, but he lives kind of in a different world of bitachim. For most people, the mahalach is Teva, and a person has the need, the obligation to keep making his shtadlus tivius. But there's a, that's the hakara that no matter how much he does, but somewhere it's coming from someplace else. Um, many people have tried businesses, many people have made businesses. Uh, especially in business, it's astounding. When a person is successful in business, um, people say, oh, what a brilliant move, awesome, this and that. It, 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 you know, five years down the road, he crashes, and then it's my friend's gala that it wasn't, you know, it's it, true, there's a derivative, a certain amount of smarts, a certain amount of this and that, but, but, but it's not something that runs on very fixed principles. A person should always understand, I did all the different type of things I was supposed to do, but, but in business especially, that doesn't, doesn't predict any type of, of necessary atzlocha. So, so there's a here, the, the things in this world go basically with, um, the, 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 the structure is teva, and al teva is something that can come through the teva. Uh, a person needs to have a good army, but at the end of the day, even if he has a good army, it's no guarantee to win a war. Um, many good armies have lost wars, and um, there's always the, there's an element. A, a person, as much as a person needs to establish in the world of Teva, a person needs to understand that it's it's a it's a it's a it's a um, camouflage for a world of mal Teva. Uh, being a Teva of Pesach, I think we're going to make it a bit shorter than normal, and Chakasher uh, Sameach.